Hi there. We're finally back behind the mics. I know you've been waiting for us for a few weeks. Uh, we don't usually do cut-ins before the show, but uh, we've made an exception uh, for this show. And uh, we've done it for, for this in the past uh, because the Beyond Blue Cup is something that happens between the CBR Brave and the Adelaide Adrenaline every year. And obviously with the season officially being cancelled, which we get into on the show, um, that's not going to happen in its traditional form on the ice this year. But how it is happening... Uh, is going to be via the Adelaide Adrenaline and CBR Brave social media feeds uh, in the in the uh, in the form of four Mario Kart races. So uh, each team is going to be represented between the Adelaide Adrenaline and CBR Brave by four different players, uh, and they are each going to be awarded points for four individual races. So they'll be awarded for final placings, lap times, and bonus points are being awarded for fan donations with the winner to be crowned on August 15, which is Saturday week from when I am recording this. So uh, there's already been plenty of banter amongst the teams, um, and we've seen a couple of races already go up online. I've saw Jeremy Frederick against, uh, against Matt Harvey. Um, there's other players involved like Alex Tetro, Nick Christensen, Andrew Chan, Jake Riley, Ben Hanberg, and Mike Georgie uh, for for the two sides. So um, that's that's really good that uh, both these teams have found a way. Obviously, everyone who listens to the show knows that uh, that mental health awareness is something that's pretty close to pretty close to my heart. Um, and uh, these two teams being a big advocate for it, I think, is really important. Uh, even even in a time, well, even especially at a time when people are locked down, not able to see their loved ones, uh, especially in Victoria and in some parts across the eastern seaboard. Uh, so this is a really important initiative that the CBR Brave and Adelaide Adrenaline have have maintained and, and it's a good momentum that they've got going. They've already raised over $1,500 um, before the races even have got started. And that's, that's a huge credit to CBR Brave and Adelaide Adrenaline fans for, for getting that going. Um, we know that, yes, yeah, uh, depression, anxiety, and suicide prevention are always important factors in our society, but uh, it's even more focused and even more acute now uh, that uh, that these um, that all this information is out there and people are aware of, of how to help uh, people who they might think are in trouble. So uh, the Beyond Blue Cup is still being played for in 2020, just in the form of Mario Kart this year. So a bit of fun for everybody, but also a great way to raise awareness and raise uh, a lot of funds for a very, very worthy organization. If you or someone else you know is struggling, head to beyondblue.com.au. Plenty of useful resources there, not only if you're struggling yourself, but if you have someone you know, someone who's close to you, maybe a family member or a friend or a partner who is struggling. Uh, there is plenty of great resources on there to help you uh, discover how you can best help that person or how you can best help yourself. Remember, you are never alone uh, in in your in your battle. And uh, even though you might feel a bit isolated now, I know it's very strange uh, times that we are going through. Just know that those resources are always there, and this work that the Brave and Adrenaline are doing with the Beyond Blue Cup is fantastic. And uh, I'm so glad, so glad that they've been able to keep that going. So yeah, beyondblue.com.au, head to the CBR Brave and Adelaide Adrenaline's uh, social media feeds. You'll see all the races on there and and how the points are awarded and all the fun that's being had. It ends on August 15. I suggest you get amongst it over the next 10 days. It's a really worthy cause. Anyway, let's get on with the show. Jordan Scardetta. Trevor Girling with the banana stick. Luke Worthington. I had this theory that Trevor Girling played with an illegal stick. This is the Fifth Liners podcast. I wonder if any of you could get Trevor Girling for a stick infraction like Montreal did. <laughs> it's been a few weeks, Luke. I know it's, you know, um, it's probably frustrating for our loyal listeners 
out in Australian hockey land, but we are we are back. Um, I'm sure people were expecting us to to drop a little bit earlier, but a few things have got in the way. I'm going to take most of the blame for that. My work schedule is pretty hectic at the moment, um, and we've had to we've had to, had a few false starts between um, this show and the last one. But uh, yeah, it's nice nice to be back. How is uh, your? Well, there's not been any Australian hockey to watch um, aside from a local level, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but how has your NHL viewing been going over the last few weeks now that it's back and your team is just flying high? Yeah, look, I really wanted the Montreal Canadiens to lose that first round <laughs> against Pittsburgh based on uh, the draft lottery. Um, there was an 87.5% chance that they weren't going to get the first overall pick. And look, the Rangers got it. I, I think that if Pittsburgh got it, I would have been like, that could have been us. But now I'm kind of like, you know what? This is a time in uh, my period of supporting this team that I can actually be like, all right, let's win some games, and I won't be, I won't be uh, upset if they win, and I mean, I won't be too upset if they lose because I kind of expect them to. So <laughs> uh, I think it, I think it's actually good for me because yeah, watching your watching your team and wanting them to lose is is just one of the worst feelings <laughs> in sports. It's very it's very odd feeling that's for sure. I can I can imagine. Um, yeah, but the local it's- hockey's been good. Yeah, it it has been. I mean, you can touch on that sec in a sec. Um, I it's funny. I was kind of. I reckon game four. Both you, you and I, because I'm Pittsburgh guy. You're a Montreal guy. We were both uh-huh. rooting for our teams to lose. I reckon. I yeah. I I yeah. wanted Pittsburgh to lose, not for the Lafreniere thing, because I just wanted this team that has sort of been bluffing their way to really good regular season records the last mm. two or three years, just to be exposed. That's that's yeah, all I, I wanted, wanted them to be yeah. exposed to. My yeah. team. Yeah. I, the, um, but the yeah the but way only, I only one of us could, explained so. it sorry the way I explained it to like a non hockey fan as in most of my mates all watch soccer as do I yeah okay. but they don't watch hockey is like I said to them when I'm not watching the game I want them to lose so badly but then when I turn it on and and I maybe you get in a little bit into the first period and Carey Price has made his tenth save in a row it's like all right we're on like let's <laughs> let's win a game I love hearing the goal horn I love seeing the guys out out there in red. Uh, all that kind of stuff. So, nice. like, it's a, just a two, yeah, it's a two-edged sword. Yeah, and it's been fun. I mean, there was a five-overtime game this morning. which Ridiculous. Was, which was I crazy. think it was the fourth or fifth longest game yeah, in four, NHL history. Yeah, fourth longest. It was, like, 45 seconds off being the thir- the longest game since the 30s. So it's yeah the only, one that, the only one that beats it in anywhere near the modern era is Philly <laughs> Pittsburgh in 2000. Um, and, of course, it had yeah. to be in a format where the next team has to wait to play on the ice. <laughs> yes, of course. So we've had a game that's been postponed until the following day. It's great. It's very, very cool. So, no, it's it's good to see that that's all going well and it's all keeping safe and, and all that sort of thing. And, um, yeah, uh, speaking of, well, I guess flipping to things that just aren't going as we get into the news part of the podcast now, the more newsy rather than chit-chat, um, the Australian Ice Hockey League uh, has officially, well, as of July 29th, and we're recording this on August 12th, so two weeks ago, um, has finally uh, pulled the pin on season 2020, uh, which, I mean, it was a long time coming. Um, you know, kind of kind of like our, our wrap-up podcast, I'm sure people have been expecting it for some time after this, and, you know, we've just, just put it off, put it off, put it off, not, not done an official final podcast for the season until... 
today. Um, but yeah, the Australian Ice Hockey League season has been cancelled after a meeting on July 28th. Return to Play Committee decided that given the recent COVID-19 outbreak along the East Coast and the continuing West Australia and South Australian border closes, the 2020 AHL season is being cancelled. This is disappointing, but rest assured we're moving our focus to coming back stronger in 2021. And we'll also be continuing with our live stream series Off Ice Together with future episodes featuring the Sydney Ice Dogs, AWIHL, AJIHL and community clubs from around the country. So that was the official statement and the most recent post on the Australian Ice Hockey League page. Didn't have to dig too deep um, for that one. Uh, no surprise, I guess, is probably no. the reaction. I don't really have a, a take to give on this podcast, which is what I was saying to you before. Like, I think mm. all our takes were given on the last one, which was a few weeks back when we said, I, when we both basically said, we can't believe that the season hasn't been cancelled. And only a few days after that, maybe two or three, mm. they actually cancelled the season. Uh, yeah, it's a long time coming, like you said. It um, probably should have happened sooner. I think they were really waiting until it was so set in concrete that they could not play, that it would have been impossible to play, which I think they did, and, uh, and waited till then to cancel the season. I think mm. that most people listening to this podcast, which are the more engaged AIHL fans would probably have thought at least minimum a month before this happened that there was no way the season was going to go ahead. I saw, you know, some people in the comments seemed a little bit shocked, but like, mm-hmm. really, I don't think this came as a surprise to many people. Um, it's very unfortunate that this has happened, but there's just like the most distinct difference between that this league and every league that's currently being played in bubbles and massive empty stadiums and they have they're getting paid that's, that's yeah. the distinct difference mm-hmm. and they have the ability to firstly the athletes are getting paid it's not gonna, it's not like hey you know come and fly around australia for you know we'll cover the flights but you'll you'll pay for you'll play for free um, <laughs> and and you're at risk of getting covid and, and so is your family um, and you got to fly around Australia and go to work and fit all that in while there's a pandemic going on. Um, I, th- I don't think it would have been fair to expect them to do that in the first place. And the second thing is that to create a bubble or anything like that, you just need a ridiculous amount of facilities. And, and I, I, would, I believe the AFL teams are getting charter planes yep. um, around, the, around the country. I mean, sometimes yes. two teams are traveling on a plane. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so... I and also the the TV rights deals that bring in the revenue that well, yeah, um, yeah yeah which is just not not realistic here so yeah you're right it, it was it was probably long overdue to a lot of people I I I guess I admire the um you know the desire to to make sure that there's absolutely no possible way that this could happen yeah before calling yeah. it off I kind of I, I guess you know any any um, administration of any sport owes that to their fans to try every possible way to get it to happen before saying that it can't rather than giving up immediately um, you know that's kind of that's kind of our job we were, we were the I guess we're the reality check for for a lot of it that, yeah, you know, this probably isn't going to happen, which as an administration of a league, you're not going to say that's more up to the punters to to sort of say that, that, oh, this is Mm. unlikely. You know, you're never going to give up hope if you're in that role. But yeah, Mm -hmm. it was, it was a long, long time coming. Um, And yeah, you're right. It dropped, uh, I think three days after our last show. So yeah, yeah, not, not entirely surprising, disappointing to lose an entire season, but 
um, given the circumstances of what's going on, not only here but around the world. Um, yeah, it's it's very much unsurprising, and really, it's it's very minor in the in the grand scheme um, that we're that we're losing out on our season. Um, whether it affects the 2021 season, I guess is probably um, is I guess only time will tell. Um, I can't see. You know, unless there's some significant developments before, you know, February or March yeah, next year. Yeah. I can't see any way that there are imports involved yep. um, for, for next year. I'd be very, very surprised unless, you know, there is very strict um, protocol on where those imports come from. Whether they're, you know, um, whether they've been playing uh, in Europe or whether they've been playing in North America, which, I mean, isn't really happening at the moment outside of the NHL anyway. Um so yeah, that's that's a really that's a really tough one. Sort of where would imports come from, and whether there'd be any restrictions on that, and that will all depend on government travel restrictions and whether there's mm. any potential cure for the or um, you know inoculation for the virus or anything before that happens. So there's so much so much water to go under the bridge in I, the next eight months on that. I just yeah, I I struggle to see it being likely that there are imports, but mm. you never know. I also wonder how teams are going to go financially next mm. season off gate revenue. I think the hit to the casual AIHL fan will be massive because there's a huge segment of this uh, of this fan base for this league that, uh, that that are quite casual and having it out of their mind for the mm-hmm. better part of, of 12 months, or it's going to be way more. It's, it's going to be like... Yeah. Oh, like 18, 18 months pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 18 um, to having, 20 months. Having it yeah. out of their mind for 18 months is going to be... Um, a big a big hill to climb. I mean, we've we've seen it this year with our podcast mm-hmm. listener numbers, which like everyone can see. I mean, we in our in the peak of last year when we were going really well on this podcast, we were getting some episodes that had one thousand one hundred listens, which mm-hmm. I thought was pretty cool for such a small yeah. league. But, and yeah. now we're down to the last episode had two hundred and two hundred fifteen. So so yeah. we've we've dropped by a fifth. And I, and what I'm and the reason that I'm saying that is I reckon it would actually be a big hill to climb for us. Uh, to climb for us next season to actually get back into like the 500s and even mm. 600s yeah. let alone getting to 1100 because you just need um in a league like this people riding the wave of momentum mm-hmm. that a regular season year on year back to back every single year carries so yeah. i reckon that there might be a, a bit of a hit in in that way yeah and and um also, businesses dropping off uh, sponsorship dollar and that sort of thing, if they've taken a hit to their bottom line, um, you know, particularly there's some uh, East Coast teams that uh, that rely on quantity sponsors rather than, rather than you know, having a few sponsors who are large yep. um, sponsors. They rely on a lot of smaller sponsors to come on board. Uh, I think that could be really tough. For some, for some teams, that money's just, you know, and as you know, you've worked in... Um, in public relations, media, advertising, that sort of area, the first thing that goes when there's budget cuts is marketing. So, yeah. <laughs> and especially <laughs> yep. community outreach style marketing. Um, Social media. That, that is, and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's it's just, um, yeah, it's it's going to be tough to, yeah, to regain that momentum. It's going to be a big hit for, for some time. And, and yeah, it's it sucks because it's going to make the sport a bit less, potentially a bit less accessible for a little while to people um you know if there's not the money floating around to be able to do broadcast which a lot of it's all volunteer based and 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 that sort of thing and or you know if they have film crews in there they're doing it at a significant discount or for sponsorship deals or whatever um you know that might not be a realistic possibility 
you know, continuing that the clubs might not have the money to pay those people who are getting paid and the volunteers might not be able to give up their time because, you know, some people need to earn a bunch of money back that they've lost uh, throughout this. So, yeah, really, really rough um, sort of time coming up. Very interesting um, time, that's for sure. And, yeah, real shame to lose this season. Um, not a shock, but a shame um, to lose it. And, yeah, I guess we'll see what 2021 brings. Um, which brings us to... Uh, the MVPs of this non-season. Um, would is there anyone you would like to nominate as a as a team or an outlet or a person that kept you entertained throughout this um, throughout this off season? Well, not off season throughout this pandemic. Um, um oh, tough question. Uh, probably <laughs> the probably the probably the league. Um, okay, okay. Carl Jackson. Um, oh yeah, nice. I think that uh, I think that off ice together was was a highlight of this year and that was kind of his doing mm, really good initiative um it's i think we we touched on that when it started and you know while the execution wasn't always always perfect it's gotten you know really really good over the um after the hiccups that happened in week one um yeah and i'm glad that um that that's oh. still continuing uh after well at, at some point we'll be continuing even after the season was cancelled and the Melbourne Ice uh, for their um, Monday quote of the day. <laughs> Monday motivation, yes. Monday motivation. Yes. Um, and also their persistence in keeping their store open throughout this entire <laughs> global pandemic. Good for them. Good on them. <laughs> oh, it's really good. Um, for me, uh, I'm just... I like the Melbourne Ice. Um, they had uh, it was Chris Wong who was yeah, doing some I'm, I'm cooking stuff. That, right now, yeah. um, that was pretty cool. That 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 kept me entertained. The Brave had a few videos here and there um, through, throughout the season. Um, yeah, those those two guys on that podcast, the Fifth Liners podcast, who did the AHL Twenty, <laughs> that was pretty cool for a while. <laughs> um, yeah, no, not to not to too much, but yeah, um, but that was cool. I, I did like Off Ice together. It's a really good initiative by the league. Um, yeah, so there's some stuff that you yeah you really hope continues. Um, I I think I I I feel like this the Sydney Newcastle thing was good until it became really inaccessible. Um, the the series that's going on right now, like I'm yeah. like great idea. Oh oh okay, no, so we can't well, really access it. So for context yeah. on what you're talking about, it's... Yeah. That the Sydney Ice Dogs and the Newcastle North Stars are playing a seven-game series they are. to give people over there their hockey fix. Um, the catch is that it's recommended that you don't go if the game's not being played in your region. So they mm-hmm. wouldn't recommend traveling. From, I'm, I'm yeah. sure, fairly certain people do travel from the Hunter to to Sydney to mm-hmm. watch games or vice versa. Um, and the thing is that. For the for the first time since I've been a fan, there is a paid live stream for Australian hockey mm-hmm. that has actually worked. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. firstly, congratulations on uh, setting that up because mm-hmm. that's, it's it's not the first attempt, but it's mm-hmm. the first time that it's worked. Um, the second thing is that look, ten dollars a game in the grand scheme of things given, you know, thinking back to recent purchases that I've made and, you know, purchases that, <laughs> that people that people make throughout the week, like a pint is $10, for mm-hmm. example. It's not it's not a lot of money. Mm. When you when you put it into the context that 
for to watch seven games of it it costs seventy dollars. Mm-hmm. It's also like less than a night out. But the fact that you can get the playoffs, as in the NHL playoffs, where you're going to get three games a night for or two games a night now that there's less teams for at least the next like three weeks. Well, there would have been four and, today, but mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a ridiculous amount of hockey, and especially mm-hmm. on a Sunday and a Saturday, you're going to get so much hockey, and that's like fifty bucks. Yeah, fifty, and it's world world class broadcasts. Like fifty fifty dollars, you can you know watch it on repeat. There's there's the app there. It's it's great. Yeah, it's yeah fully functional. And I get with, that there's a lot more money. Yeah, in that, yeah, you're right because I get that there's a lot more money in that, but. When I saw the ten dollars, I thought it was ten dollars for the series. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, mm-hmm. I could I could do that. Like ten bucks for a series, seven it games. It sounds yeah. so it sounds so Bring stingy. It. Bring but it. Like, but yeah, yeah. I, it makes it sound stingy, but like you just got to put it into the bigger picture. Like, yeah. I I wake up on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, I wake up at eight thirty. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the Montreal game. I'll probably tune in halfway through the first period. I'll enjoy that. Well, maybe. And um and then uh, and then I'll watch a West Coast game and then I'll watch the Eagles play, and then it's like all right it's like two two o'clock in Perth either this game's going to be competing with the Eagles or like I'm really like all hockeyed out and I'm probably not mm-hmm. going to pay ten games to watch uh, 10, ten bucks, 10 bucks to watch yeah. like to watch uh, this this stream but like yeah, yeah. I mean it kind of makes us sound a little bit stingy but yeah. like I mean yeah. I, I think I, the the idea like the fact that they've been able to execute you know a, a pay-per-view is is actually probably a good thing for the league going forward that that uh, one of the production company and the production company that did the yeah. final series last year has been able to pull that off it's really good I, I think that if they have a stable platform to do it I think it's a good thing for the league going forward uh, my uh, and I've I've talked to you about this before. Is that my my view on um, when you're trying to grow your sport, like the Australian Ice Hockey League is now, is that it's really got to be opt in, yeah. that opt in system. Yeah. Um, because if you want to grow, you have to just put like, especially modern media day and age, you you have to be pushing yourself in front of people's faces. Yeah. And and you can't do that if you're pushing yourself in front of someone's face and going, hey, by the way, you have to pay for it. You know, mm-hmm. people are just going to scroll by that and go, no, nah, you need to... It's the old... Um, it's, well, it's a business strategy as old as time, like that free trial. Yeah. You know, here's your free yeah. trial and now we hook you in and now you're paying to come to games and now yeah. you're buying our merchandise. And There's now, hopefully small... down the track, you're buying, you know, our, our streaming yeah. or, or whatever. So, you know, have it as an opt-in system because I know that Facebook has the system set up now uh, where and YouTube has the same as well, even though YouTube takes a lot of money off the top, where you can set up something to be donated to while you have yeah. a live video streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, if you have, I think you have to have a certain number of followers potentially, which might be prohibitive for some teams, um, but it, it could be worth looking into, especially yeah. given the league page has about thirty-five thousand followers, which would be well and truly over the limit that you need, um, you know, to be able to. Um, to be able to have that donate button. So yeah, it's something potentially they could look into. I like that they've got a potential paid streaming platform set up and you know, maybe there's the case for you have one free game a week or whatever or you know, one free game per game day and then the rest are behind the paywall or whatever. Maybe yeah. that's something that needs to be sorted out. So there's promise there, but oh boy, 10 bucks a game was was Yeah, but was like steep. I'm talking yeah. like if there's an AIHL season pass like 70 bucks, mm-hmm. that's all that's almost got to be the cost for the oh, like, oh yeah 
Yeah, like probably, 150, you're probably stretching it. Yeah, well, um, well, putting it into context, I think, you know, NHL TV costs. I know, And again, I know there's a lot more yeah. money, but it's the only paid subscription service I've got to compare it to. Um, yeah, so, oh, well, let's go AHL TV. You know, American Hockey League, which, yeah, there's a lot of guys getting paid a lot of money there, but it's not a huge big money league um, kind of thing. I think that costs, like, uh, I think it's like 80 bucks a year. Stacks on their um, way Hold for on. AHL TV, uh, something like that. Uh, maybe eighty American, something like that. So you know, summer again, all access pass. Summer all access pass. I don't, I don't know what that is, but it's okay. twenty four ninety nine US. Okay, well there you go. That's I'm guessing that would be off season sort of style, you know. But I'm pretty sure I've had a friend sign up for it for it's around eighty bucks. But yeah, you know, the, it's good to have that there and that it has been done. But yeah, ten bucks a game to be able to watch those games was ooh, boy, yeah that um, that ruled it out for me. <laughs> Um, I just yeah. like I, yeah to have I to pay seventy bucks for a series. I, yeah, I can probably honestly say that I just, given the structure of my Sunday, probably which is kind of sport yeah. day for me, like I <laughs> probably just it wouldn't have been able to compete no. with other interests. Anyway, that's um, yeah our, our MVPs for the uh, for the cancelled season. Uh, that was that was pretty good. Uh, something that random that dropped during the week, and I guess we've we've heard. Um, whispers of this before, but there is a an official site set up for AIHL Brisbane. Welcome to the future of elite ice hockey in Queensland, Luke. That's that's the tagline immediately from the website. Um, AIHL Brisbane is an incorporated association formed to secure an Australian Ice Hockey League license with the aim to commence playing in the 2022 season. And they're looking for basically everyone to get involved. Fans, sponsorship members, volunteers, AV crew, social media, everyone. Um, and there's a there's a form you can fill out there and 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 all that sort of thing. Um, what were your initial thoughts when you when you saw this drop? Because when you sent it to me, it kind of it the timing was very unusual. I thought. Yeah, I, I was thinking like during the middle of <clears throat> what we're going through now, which is a global pandemic, uh, the most overused word in history. But um, <laughs> like, given I know uh, unprecedented right now, times is the most yeah, uh, oh, yeah. overused phrase. Yeah. <laughs> um, given what we're going through right now, I think that uh, it's a bit yeah, it's a bit strange timing. Um, but look, I would love to see a Brisbane team in the league. I mean, what a sick road trip that would be um, for further for the players to go on and for people like us and fans to go on. Um, I would love to see it. I don't know how it happens within the next two years. Maybe it's a very long-term goal. And um, and basically all that was put out was like, this is an expression of interest for an expression of interest. So um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, look, I hope that it happens. But um, but we're in the we're in the very early stages, and I think that um, that people will need to see something more concrete. Mm. For sure. Um, look, they've they've I guess they've done the the minimum amount of groundwork to to start with. Um, their website looks better than pretty much all um, AHL teams' websites already. It looks amazing. Uh, it's really good. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, they've structured that, so you know they've clearly got that down pat. Um, whoever their web designer is, kudos. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to see a, a Queensland team in the league. Um, I we we just got done talking about how tough it's going to be for the league financially throwing a ninth team into the league that's in a different state is i don't know how that will wash at the moment um if teams are going to be pretty tight 
with their they're pretty tight mm. with their budgets already. If they're going to be even tighter, and you have to throw an extra road trip a year on top of that, um, it's going yeah. to be really rough to to. Yeah, it's good. It's it's a good ambition to have. Again, <laughs> you know, it's great ambition to have. I don't know that twenty twenty two is realistic, um, because it would require just financially so so unless you can fluke your way into you know someone is I don't know who's who's a major um who's who's a really rich person in Queensland I don't know um someone who's got rich off mining or something in Queensland um uh, the you know unless one. that person oh Clive, Clive Palmer, Palmer. Um, <laughs> unless that person <laughs> jinx um unless that person um you know unless Clive Palmer says oh hey here's like you know hundreds of thousands of dollars to get your sport off the ground or your team off the ground in this national sport here and you know I'll bankroll the whole thing it's gonna be pretty tough to yeah. get that going over the um, next couple of years and yeah hey by the way I'm not just gonna sponsor your team I'm gonna you know take on the travel costs for all the other teams <laughs> to come to our state yeah. And yeah so um it's good that there's someone interested in doing it um it's it'll be interesting to see how they go about you know securing the financial side of things um not only with their own club but with it with every other club that's going to have to take a financial hit to make this happen and um one last stat just to wrap mm-hmm. up this um segment on the brisbane thing is a homegrown stat uh bringing uh, pl- the 2019 uh fifth liners podcast anonymous ahl players survey Please rate the importance of these issues to you personally on a scale of one to five. One being not important at all. Five being incredibly important. Uh, 23 out of 65 players put a four for bringing Brisbane back into the league. Ooh. Pretty important. Yeah, okay. So, and, and it's funny because I wasn't actually even going to put that question in the survey back when we did it, which was mm-hmm. literally like a year Probably ago. Probably a year ago, now. yeah. Crazy. Um uh, I, I wasn't actually even going to put that survey into the question, and it was uh, Alistair Punler who I ran the survey by before I published it, and he was like, "Put bringing back Brisbane into the league." I was like, "What?" And he was like, "Yeah," <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." And um, it got uh, it was players considered it more important than having more imports per team. It was basically the second least important out of everything uh everything in the uh thing it was it was as equal as uh they need to crack down on player poaching and league equality that was that was how uh equal people thought bringing brisbane back into the league they Mm. think it's more important than removing the all-star game and uh less important than things like a a pa and consistency and officiating and better development and stuff like that obviously yeah but uh, they considered it to be more important than having more imports and the same amount as important as cracking down on league equality and um 15 out of 65 players said it's incredibly important to bring Brisbane back into the league. Jeez. And, um, so the, and he the said, that, what was it, 24 that said it was... 23, like, yeah. So that's, that's the, that's yeah, the wow. highest, number four. Whew. And only five players said not important at all, and three said not very important. So there were eight players hmm. out of 65 that were below neutral on this. Yeah, right. Wow. That's, so, yeah, that's much more than I just, thought it would be, yeah. It, blew my mind that it, that that I was even putting it into the survey. I was just like this is so this is so stupid. Um and um and yeah, like it was uh it was shocking so oh. to me. So um and maybe maybe less shocking to other people yeah. given the response that that uh, we got back on it. So I think that you know based on our survey of pretty much over half the league last year um that the players find it important to bring Brisbane back into the league. So um, uh, hopefully it uh, happens. Alistair Pumper. 
finger on the pulse, Alex Genius. De Palma. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, so that well, clearly that'd be great to see then from a, from a league perspective. But yeah, we'll we'll wait and see if it happens. Twenty twenty two might be a bit ambitious, but you know, twenty twenty three, twenty four. You know, there's no reason in three or four years' time we won't see uh, a team in Queensland. And yes, become the ninth AHL team, and then I'll just be interested to see whether we get the Eastern and Bauer conferences back, uh, a la <laughs> a la 2012. 2012, I think that was yeah. That was the uh, the APA and the Air Canada conference. <laughs> well, not APA anymore. Um, possibly, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> that wraps up that wraps up the news segment of uh, of the show. Um, We'll move on to our segment now. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you drive the bus for the content of this segment because sure. um, I've been working a lot. My brain is very fried, and I could not think of uh, anyone appropriate to fit this stats. But before you do, we need to remind everyone that uh, this season of the Fifth Liners podcast is brought to you by CD Dodd Scrap Metal Recyclers. They saved the scraps of our 2020 AHL season. If you need to know anything about your scrap metal recycling needs or just curious about the industry itself, head to recyclers.com.au. You can find all the information there about CD Dodd Scrap Metal Recyclers are the reason we sound so lovely and crisp in our beautiful new microphones this year. So thanks to them because they saved the scraps of our 2020 AHL season. Luke, uh, segments this week. Uh, have you got a title for it? I know the theme no. of what you're going for. Oh, uh, yes, got... I do. I do. Yep. All right, far away. Okay. I'll let you drive the bus here. So this is what happened with this segment. Two months ago, a fan of the podcast named Brian, who, judging by the looks of it, is an Adelaide Adrenaline fan, messaged us and said, I have a segment idea, as in, a, I actually, I have a terrible segment idea, which turned out to be good. Um, it's called Wrong Position, and he says, basically, it's just players that you think should be switched between forward and D or playing on a different line. And it's like, you would just swap their position and see what happened. And I was like, okay, sounds interesting. We can work on it. What if we even suggest that they play a totally different sport or have a lifestyle change based on based on who we think they are or who we know that they are? So we um, have gone ahead and written some down that we think uh, some players in this league might be misplaced as Australian Ice Hockey League players. I'll, I'll start with number one. Jamie Burke would have been better off playing scrum half in rugby. Oh, wow, yes. It's, <laughs> it's funny because um, I, I have not prepared for this segment at all, so my contribution to this segment is going to be reacting to yours. Um, <laughs> but that was, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, yes. And it's funny that the first guy who I thought, what, what different thing could he do when I was trying to you know, switch my brain into gear to prepare for this earlier? was um jamie burke i'm like what yeah. alternate role could jamie burke play but i was thinking scrum half in rugby than, yeah but yeah scrum half in rugby yeah absolutely absolutely he um, could be. i could see you know, him being like a george gregan type like, or no but it's because they're pests that's that's yeah. what i mean like scrum halves are the like uh, annoying like really strong um they're, they're like short and strong yeah. and yep. they're annoying and they get in your face and you're like a you know six foot four forward and you've got some scrum half walking up to you <laughs> talking crap to you and you're like i just want to kill you and they probably end up running circles around you after that and um, and backing it up so that's so jamie burke scrum half he's misplaced in the australian ice hockey league uh the the next one that i have is zane jones being a county sheriff in alabama <laughs> Back when he had the moustache, yeah. yes. um, he oh. plays a he plays a hard, rough style. 
um, so so he could uh, he could be a tough officer of the law. Yeah, I can I can see that for sure. Um, it, it's see he it, the first the first person I think when I think American um, law enforcement caricatures in in shows I immediately go to to Parks and Recreation and Louis C.K.'s character in right. Parks and Recreation if you okay. ever watched that show only a um, couple of episodes yeah yeah um, he had this where he's like the friendly cop guy it was really <laughs> but he's got like the you know the little wispy moustache and like creepy look sort of thing going um, uh, but yeah he was more of a soft touch sort of character rather than yeah. the hard nosed sheriff that you're well actually you're I met about. I met Zane Jones once um, and he was he was incredibly nice. So I think oh, really? that like the the di- well yeah of course. But like nice. the the difference between like he, him and so he'd be like the nice guy. But then like and then contrasting that to when he's on the ice, I thought that when he so he'd be nice and like have a drink at the pub with everybody as the county sheriff of like I don't know Hoover Alabama. And <laughs> um and then like he'd and then he'd, you'd see him at the pub. But then he'd be a tough officer of the law, which is like a contrast for his on ice character. <laughs> It's a perfect fit, by the sounds of it. Yeah. Um, all right. Then the next one, um, if you've ever walked down the bottom near the benches at Macquarie before a game, Michael Slamp, misplaced in the Australian Ice Hockey League, should have been a linebacker in the NFL. Really? He's enormous. Yeah, right. <laughs> I did not huge. know he was that big. I've never been that that close to him, I don't think. Yeah, well. Yeah, if massive. you're saying he's huge, you're, you're what, six foot three? Yeah, but I'm... I'm yeah like long and yeah and yeah yeah but what thin. i mean if you're saying he's huge then you know he must be big. he's probably shorter <laughs> than me but like he's just enormous like he probably he probably stands taller than me and walks taller than me and he's yeah. also just so huge um <laughs> I and no idea. the last one that i have joey hughes he should have been a character on jersey shore called joey hockey <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. Okay, I can I can get down with that. I I only ever watched a couple of episodes of Jersey Shore back on MTV back in the day. His uh, personality doesn't really yeah. suit it. Um, I think you could go back and listen to our interview with mm. him and and be like, I mean, this guy is the opposite of a personality that would be on on Jersey Shore. But I mean, that handlebar moustache, the long hair, the Italian look, the uh, like the elbowing Dave Dunwoody in the back of the head, getting into fights, um, being a madman on the ice. I guess it more is contrast with his on ice personality. Like, like you watch Jersey Shore, which used to just be one of the funniest shows that I used to watch. And like, you got like the situation headbutting the wall and everything. And they're all like getting in fights. And there's like this guy called Ron. He tries to swing a fist and just misses because he's too big to be able to do it. So like, if you, if you kind of contrast uh, his um, on ice personality with being on Jersey Shore and, and the whole look and everything, um, I think it would be a, a perfect fit. And he'd probably be way more of a, way more of an alpha than those guys, especially when it comes to uh, getting in altercations like they used to do. <laughs> Good stuff. That was good. Is that is I that have. that's the lot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will apologise to our listeners for my lack of preparation on this one tonight. We, yeah, came up with this segment. Well, remembered this segment a little bit late, and uh, yes, it's um, it's yeah, been I've been very busy the past few weeks, which brings me to uh, the last part of the show, looking ahead. So we've got no guest this week, and I have to firstly apologise to Adelaide Adrenaline listeners. Uh, we did. We tried and tried a few times to line up a, a bit of a history segment on uh, which was the, the interview we teased for six weeks. Um, 
a bit of a history segment on the Adelaide Avalanche from the early 2000s. We teased it early in the year. I floated it out there on the podcast as a good idea. Um, we tried to make it happen. Um, I tried to get a couple of uh, players from that uh, players from that era on with me to to discuss it and you know talk about what the league was like, what the team was like, what it was like. You know, sort of being the outsiders coming into this uh, basically East Coast league where it was sort of three teams based in and around um, like Sydney and the Hunter Valley, and you know just intruding on their turf and then all of a sudden coming in and you know winning titles left and right. Yeah. Um, but it just didn't happen, unfortunately. I tried. We tried a few times. Had a few false starts um, again with uh, with time slots and everything. Really hard to try and coordinate three or four different people to be available all at the same time when we all have families and um, and jobs and and those kinds of things. So, unfortunately, we couldn't get that off the ground. Um, and yeah, look, we'll we'll try for something in the future, maybe in a in a different forum or something. Um, We'll, we'll have to see how that goes because that would be a fun little look back or hopefully, um, you know, maybe some Adelaide people will get onto that and really get a long chat going. I know that Eric Ballin is a good talker, a uh, friend of the show, so maybe he can get something going there in audio form that we can all consume and, and listen to and whatever. Uh, that'd be fun because uh, it's an interesting part of our league's history. Anyway, um, yeah, looking ahead, so 2020, this is our last show of the season, given that the season's now been cancelled. We've had very little to talk to across the year, and there's going to be less now, obviously, um, as you know, teams will go into preparation mode for the 2021 season. Um, for me personally, I've um, my work situation has meant that I've had to give up uh, what I'm doing with the Thunder. Um, my work situation outside of that has expanded exponentially in the last few weeks. I am a very busy person at the moment. Um, and yeah, it's just meant that I don't have the energy level left to travel, you know, an hour each way to go to Perth Ice Arena on a Saturday and a Sunday every second week and then do all the stuff during the week uh, for social media and whatever uh, for the Thunder. And also, you know, next year I have two school-aged children and, and uh, I'll only be having time with them on weekends. So, um you know, because weeknights after they've been at school for a whole day, a bit of a write-off. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to not be involved with the Thunder um, from next year, um, which is sad, but it's just the next stage of life for me. Um, Whether or not we do the show or not um, will depend on you, Luke, because your personal situation is very much in flux uh, at the moment. So, you know... We'll have to wait, wait and see what what goes down there. If I don't know how much detail you want to provide or whatever, but um, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see whether the show will be kicking around in two thousand twenty one. Yeah, I uh, was planning on significantly uprooting my life before the uh, coronavirus hit. Um, I wasn't able to do it this year, but it, as soon as I can, I'll be yep. uh, I'll be making a making a move. So um, yeah, I mean, if if I'm here. My current work situation is like, I mean, I'm the least tired I've been since year twelve. But, <laughs> but, um, but I actually, I'm working. I am doing six days a week because I'm because I'm doing commentary on Saturday and mm. and that that Friday night game now. But but still, like I I could have found time. I could find time for the Thunder given my current schedule. But, mm-hmm. um, it just depends on uh, what I'm able to do, which will be um, yeah, a significant. Uh, lifestyle change as soon as our time permits i would say mm, yeah as soon as as soon as you are able to do it so yeah we can't really provide any more clarity than that so um, I'd, I'd going say forward at this point it's 
it's put highly it, unlikely. I was going to say, put it on a scale of one to five, one being least likely, five being most likely look, that, the, that it comes back. I'm, where, where would you play? I'm going to place it at like, a, like a two. I maybe. think the only way that the show comes back next year is if I'm if is if the coronavirus situation is in a position where I can't do what I want to do until mm-hmm. October next year, which yeah, okay. would be like a disaster. Um, mm. I don't want that to happen. So, so we're only going to do it if we can do a full season, obviously. But um, yeah, and um, but if but if that happens, like if if it's that bad, I'm when it, like there's probably not going to be a league again. So mm-hmm. um, this definitely <laughs> yeah. won't be our last episode. Um, we'll we'll if if it's not going to go ahead, we'll which I'd say is probably yeah, mm. it's a two out of five that it goes ahead, and uh, maybe probably a one and a half really. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I should have given you an out of ten maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I'd say there's an eight and a half out of ten chance that probably even a nine that we that this is our second last episode. Yeah. Um, if if there's a significant change, we will I'll commit to doing another season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, and I and I will yeah. as well. And I toyed with the idea of, uh, and I spoke to you a fair bit about this of doing the show, um, and you know just replacing you as a host um, yeah, on the show, it. and and uh, ran through a few different people, had some thoughts about it, and I, I just don't think it'd be the same. It wouldn't, and and you know it, the vibe would be very very different. And I think that came across in the few episodes that I was was off the radar at the end of last year, a little bit. Um, that it didn't feel the same. It didn't sound the same. And, you know, we loved, we love the show the way it is. Um, you yeah. know, you and I can, you know, just talk shit about the sport and, and the league and, and all that sort of thing. And that's worked really well. It's been a good formula for us um, for three years now. Um, yeah. And it, I just ended up deciding, you know, even before approaching you that it wouldn't have been the same if I had have tried to get someone else yeah. on. So well, if there is something else to be done, it, it would be a whole new project. It wouldn't be yeah, yeah, related yeah. to this at all. And I, if I'm not doing it with you, I don't see myself committing the time to doing yeah. it either. Well, so, yeah. My yeah. stance is that feel free if you want to. Oh, yeah, I know that. I know that. But, um, but yeah, if it's if it's not, I just don't see myself being able to commit the time to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I just touched on the busy work schedule. You should see, I've got, I've got a little whiteboard at home um, that, that we write out because my work hours have been pretty erratic um, over the last uh, year or so. Uh, we've got a little whiteboard at home um, that, that we write down our work hours on. Mine is chock-a-block at the moment because they're all over the place at all different places. And yeah, it's um, it's it's a bit crazy at the moment because, yeah, when... Oh, well, I touched on it when I was interviewing Ben Bro that I work in, um, work in swimming mm. and... Um, and yeah, so obviously nothing happened during COVID because every every venue was shut down, so I couldn't work at all. It was there was no work anywhere. Um, I had to go back to you know uh, stacking shelves for a bit to to earn a bit of money and whatever, and um, which you know I didn't love. But um, but yeah, then obviously now that WA is two weeks off stage five, you know everything fully open and everything you know good to go again. Um, yeah, everything's going crazy. So, so I've yeah. got work all over the place. I'm exhausted and still, you know, um, stay at home parenting my youngest son. So, um, yeah, it's all that on top of on on top of each other. And the desire to spend more time with family, I probably won't be uh, venturing too far away from home on the weekends. I wouldn't yeah. suggest. So, yeah, um, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. I might do it as a spectator from afar next year if you're around, or if you know what 
whatever it might be. But, you know, if you're not, I can't see myself doing it. So, yeah, I, I put it as a, like, 3 out of 10 to yeah. get going. Yeah. So, 8.5 out of 10 to... Sorry, uh, 7 out of 10 to not get going. Maybe even more. But, yeah. Um, highly unlikely. Anyway, on that sad note, <laughs> anything you want to you wanna add before we sign off for this season? Um, you know, highlights from 2020? No, uh, there's really been none. Yeah, it's um, been a pretty... Been going to the rink year. on Friday and doing the local Perth League's been fun. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it, really. Like, yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've nothing. It's just been a, yeah, been a, been a write-off this year. It's a shame that um, what probably would have been my last AIHL season for a while never happened. Yeah. Yeah. It is is, is unfortunate. Yeah, I'll, I would say the same. We were really... Um, really excited at the Thunder as an organisation to, to um, capitalise on the momentum of last year um, and what happened, you know, getting to the final, but also had a really good solid team, um, social media team uh, that we built throughout the year that uh, was really keeping it going throughout the off-season as well and we engagement was still really good and we were really excited to, you know, sort of introduce more elements to it and the fact that it just didn't get to happen was really disappointing and... Um, yeah, it's just one of those things. You know, can't control it, and we hope. Um, I guess the last thing I want to say: we hope all of our friends and um, listeners and everyone else in Victoria is safe. It's Victoria especially, but around the world as well. Um, Victoria especially. Hoping everyone's keeping safe there. I know things must be pretty tough at the moment. Yeah. Um, for for those um, for the people stuck in lockdown there uh, must be must be pretty rough. Um, so our thoughts are, are with them and, and everything that they're going through. Um, and yeah, we hope that we can get out get out the other side of this and um, yeah have the league back next year. That'd be yeah that'd be good. Yeah, and if we're not here next year, just enjoy the uh, enjoy the highs and lows of the uh, the extreme highs and extreme lows of an AIHL season. Um, it that's what makes it so fun. So yeah. um, we probably won't be here to provide the commentary that that we have over the last three years, both on and off ice. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, just in just enjoy it and um, and have fun and and maybe someone will uh, some or, or a duo or trio of people will step up to be the uh, storytellers of the league. So yeah, thanks. So. That's all from me. Yeah, it won't be the last time you hear from us. We will do a final show for when that happens at the start of next year. But yeah, for now, for 2020, hope you stay safe. And yeah, keep well, and we'll speak to you again next year. Bye.